Let us pray. Jesus, we are so grateful for you, for being that full atonement for us, for dying for us, for loving us when we were sinners, loving us when we're still bad. All the things, the list of things that we're shameful to admit, and yet you, you blotted all that out for us, God, and you let us be with the Father. And even tonight, God, we pray that we would we would glorify you in our worship. You're worthy of these things. You're worthy of our our every effort. You're worthy of our every voice and everything we do. You're worthy of it. So we pray you would you would fix our attitudes. If right now for it's hard for us to be here, if we don't really know you, and we it's hard to see you. It's hard to trust you, God. Let us let all that go because you let it go when you died for us. You didn't hold anything against us. And God, we pray we would just trust you fully. And tonight, God, we pray that we would we would, we would get closer to heaven, closer to you. And through your word, would it just make sense? Would, would you teach us? Would you be in this place tonight? Would you worship with us? Would you would you dine with us? Would you fellowship with us? And we we pray that we'd be here for one thing, and that's you. Don't let us get sidetracked. Don't let us fall into any type of temptation to snooze off or anything else, God. But we pray that we would sit right here. Help us just be still. And anything that's on our mind, Lord, um, would you fight for those things? Fight for the things that, that matter to us because they do. But we pray that we would just worship you through our intellect tonight. Worship you through just fellowship and studying of your word. And we praise your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, Psalm 28. Ooh. Everybody turn to theirs. Take your time. Psalm 28. Right in the middle. All righty. The Lord is my strength and my shield. To you, O Lord, I call. My rock, be not deaf to me, lest if you be silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cry to you for help, when I lift up my hands to toward your most holy sanctuary. Do not drag me off with the wicked, with the workers of evil who speak peace with their neighbors while evil is in their hearts. Give to them according to their work and according according to the evil of their deeds. Give to them according to the work of their hands. Render them their due reward, because they do not regard the works of the Lord or the works of his hands. He will tear them down and build them up no more. Blessed is the Lord, for he has heard the voice of my pleas for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exults, and with my song I give thanks to him. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. Oh, save your people and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Holy Spirit, even as your word has been sung and now read so 
powerfully. We need more. We want more. In this month of a study on prayer, there's a great temptation that will loom over all of us as we bring it to a close tonight. And that is to assume that we now therefore know how to pray. There's going to be a great risk as we bring a series on prayer to close. And the risk is that we'll become prayerless again. That our hearts will get hardened and and numb. We're going to lose adoration and affection for you. Uh, That we will dip out of confession and staring into the face of our darkness and meeting it head on and bringing it to you. We, We confess that we will struggle to run and hide again. That we're going to get soft and quiet again in our praise. We won't make joyful noise to the Lord. Won't sing to the Lord a new song. Won't give thanks to God with a grateful heart. And we thank you for putting Psalms in the Bible. Thank you that it's such a big part of the Bible. For that in and of itself teaches us that we are to be a praying, praising, singing affectionately filled people for your presence. We're to delight in you. We're to come to you with everything that we got. And so this evening, as we conclude this series, as we get into the Psalm that was just read, we ask in advance, Lord, that at the end of a series on prayer, it would not cause us to cease praying, that this would just be a launch pad, uh, a spur, a pushing on. I trust that people's prayer lives have been increasing, that people have been engaging you more fervently and more real, coming to you through Jesus Christ. No one comes to you except by him. And so again, Lord, meet us as was was read and prayed and sung earlier. Lord, meet us, we pray. Please teach us to pray. Of all the things the disciples asked to be taught, it was to pray. So please bless New One about this and start here with us tonight and allow the Spirit of God to pour itself, pour yourself out, O oh Lord, in generous, powerful portions, because you have a people here that call upon the name of the Lord in prayer. And we pray these things in your name. Amen. Let me read to you a classic text on the prayer of supplication. I'll let the Apostle Paul just tell us what it is from his own words. We're going to come back here again, but I'll read it. And then we'll get into the word of Philippians chapter four. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. And then he says, let your requests be made known to God. Let your requests be made known to God. It's a call. It's a cry. It's a calling and a crying to God. Now, here's the thing, though, on your we're going to see in this text. It's on your behalf. He's saying me, my, I. The difference between supplication and petition or supplication and intercession is I can pray on your behalf. Supplication is this. You go straight to God for you. I'm going to go to God because I need help. This is not a difficult message. It's not a difficult psalm to look at. The big heart question is why don't we? Why don't we? God, help us as we study. Make this a reality in your name for your glory. Amen. So if your house, now think, imagine it, if your house was on fire, up in flames, 
you came home, you pulled in to the driveway with your buddy, your house is on fire. This is not a trick question. Who do you call for help? Yes, I hope not. Pizza Hut, right? Can you imagine if we pulled into the driveway and I'm in your passenger and you're like freaking out and I grab your phone and I'm on the phone and you're just like in a panic because your house is on fire and I look and I grab you and I say, it's okay, Pizza Hut's on the way. Can you imagine your reaction? Would that give you peace of heart? Would that, would that do anything for you? Oh my gosh, yeah, wrong number. Um, your auntie is coming who lives in another state. You know, like it just wasn't, wouldn't make sense. I could call all sorts of people on your contact that care about you, that say they'd be there for you. But why in that moment when your house is on fire, you need 911? Why them? Why the fire truck and the crew? And the hose with the water. Why specifically, frantically, I don't think if your house was up in flames, you'd be on the phone and be like, hi, hey, yeah, this is 911 Rescue. How you guys doing? Happy New Year. Oh, you know what? By the way, wait. Oh, sorry, my kid was in the backseat. Um, so our house is on fire. It's probably like almost gone. But if you guys have chance, can come down. That would make almost, it would be absurd, Right. There would be no, like, it just wouldn't compute. And yet, you see where I'm going with this, right? Your life, your soul, the condition of your heart tonight could be up in flames. And you will call, and you will cry, and you will seek out all other sorts of things, people, places and stuff when they and that can't really do anything for your life it can't save your home that's on fire i'm talking about your soul but the very one person the one who is able we don't call we don't pray by instinct church we don't accidentally pray we don't it is a supernatural work of God to illumine your heart and mind, to recognize who he is, what he's done, but what he's still able to do right now, tonight. I love you guys. I pray with you guys. I hear you guys and the things that we're all going through, all the struggles and fires in our lives. And yet, still yet, what we lack is a prayer of supplication. We lack just going to God. Like James says, you have that, just you don't ask. So a big question that I want to plunge into this psalm with before we start devotionally, like question your soul now. Ask yourself, examine yourself. Don't assume you pray supplication. Don't assume it. Ask yourself, do I pray? And as we study, do I pray? Do I know prayer like this? And why? It's not too hard to diagnose. It's either, if I didn't call 911 when my house is on fire, there's, there's the thought of, why don't I call them? Because they don't can do anything for me. I'll, do, I'll put it out myself. You could have that attitude. And that's why you didn't call the fire truck. Is that our attitude with God? Is there too much pride? Are we too self-made of a people? That like what was brought up in observation time by one of the sisters, we are not really that dependent on God.
we say we are. We, we say we always say, oh, I ought to pray. I ought to pray. I should pray more. The big gut punch I pray the Spirit does for all of us is to pray and come. We're going to walk through. We're going to see how this psalmist supplicates. Learn, glean from his prayer, his journal entry. But please, right now, in, your, in the pew, in your seat right now, pray. Beg God as you read this. I don't want to just get it with my brain. I'm not here to just be a good Bible student. I want to know you, God. I want to feel this. All the Psalms we studied, you know what's great about them? Is you can just pray. I want, I want to know that. I want to re- read a psalm like this and my soul to be like, mm, yes, amen. So do it, Lord. Let's keep going. Let's go. Verse one, to you, O Lord, right? All prayer is always upward. Yahweh, the one true God of Israel, our God, the only God, to you, O Lord. Don't breeze over these simple terms. I call. I call. I call out loud. It's a summons. And then he says, my rock, my rock, my boulder, my cliff, my large stone. It's a foundation. When you see the word rock, it's a picture of a firm foundation, right? Matthew 16, on this rock, Peter, I'll build my church. Luke chapter 6, he says, the foundation on the rock. First Corinthians 3. No one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid. And that's speaking to Jesus Christ as the rock. This word rock, it's a big word. So when he's calling now, he's calling on the Lord. And he has now an adjective for it. You, like an attribute. You're the rock. That's why I'm calling you. Pause and think. A rock, a firm foundation. When you're standing on something strong and sturdy and firm, are you tripping? But if you're standing on something that's uneasy and shifty and flaky, how's your soul doing? Your heart feel like that tonight? You're uneasy, uncertain, unsteady, insecure, Well, here's the thing for you already in the psalm. Call upon the Lord, who's the rock. But I want to highlight these things. I'm going to read it through. This is what I want to highlight. Do not be deaf to me. Don't be deaf to me. In other words, hear me. When you go to God in supplication, please hear me. You don't need to hear me. You need to hear this. But I'm begging you, hear me. Don't be deaf to me. Lest if you be silent, I become like those who go down to the pit. And that's what Lauren brought that up. Here's another way. He said, I need to be heard. In the prayer of salvation, I need to be heard. And I need to hear you. I got to make connection. I got to get through. Do you have that type of summons and calling in your prayer life? Like I'm not, I'm not, it's not good enough for me to just kind of sit and go through a motion of prayer. Father, I'm saying you, like, that's not good enough for the saint. That's not good enough for the psalmist. He's like, no, I need you to hear me and I need to hear your voice. If I don't, he says, it's as if I'm as good as dead. You see that? 
But I want to highlight this in this first part. Prayer of supplication. Here's the first point. Prayer of supplication is personally, personally calling upon the name of the Lord. We have to understand that about what supplication really is. I mentioned this in observation time. It's different than petition and intercession. That's me going to God on your behalf. We all need that. That's not what we're talking about tonight, though. I do. I think my life, I'm saved because there was people in my life that prayed for me. But it led and culminated to the point of me, Chris Morales, going into the presence of God and truly calling upon him. And then here's the big words I want us to see. I call. Deaf to me. Silent to me. I'll become like those who go down to the pit. Guys, prayer of supplication is a prayer for yourself. It's going, you going to God. That might sound so simplistic. And it is simple, but impossible to do without the power of the Holy Spirit. Because I'm afraid that you get it. And when you hop in your car and you leave, you don't do it. We don't do it. We're so quick to call him or her or this or that. Look at how this psalmist starts. I call to the Lord. Let your requests be made known to God. Remember Acts 8? Let me remind us when we studied through the book of Acts. Remember Simon the magician? And he got called out on his sin. And then Peter, what did Peter say? You pray to God to see if he'll forgive you. And then what did Simon reply? Ah, can you pray for me? Cause I don't like nothing. None, I don't want any of that to happen to me. Can you go pray? Examine yourself. Come on, Christian. Think. When you're in a rut, do you just call others? And do you just ask others to go to God for you? That's not a bad thing in and of itself. But do you yourself have a personal prayer life? If you are a believer in Christ Jesus, and that veil was torn. And what you know, Pastor Bob was preaching about the heavens being opened up, access to God. We believe in the priesthood of all believers. You know how wild that is? You know how wild that is tonight? You can go to God. It's crazy. Oh, but we need the faith to see it. Because we don't do it as we ought. Lord, help us. Prayer of supplication is personally calling upon the name of the Lord. We're going to see the name of the Lord get fleshed out because right now we saw in verse one, he's a rock, but let's keep going. We're going to go verse two to five right now. I'm just going to read through it because this is a big supplication. Okay. It's a big supplication. Here we go. Verse two, hear the voice of my pleas for mercy. Hear the voice, hear my voice of my pleas for mercy. The King James translates it better here. Mercies is supplications. Hear my supplications. Now, look at this. I want you to feel the way the psalmist is, is flowing right now. He goes from verse one, call, to verse two, I cry now. You see that? He went from summoning to now shouting, to crying, to weeping. I cry to you for help. When I lift my hands towards your most holy sanctuary, I love this. Well, cry. Cry, cry, cry. Don't, don't, over, don't breeze over that. Think about that. That's a rightful response. It's a natural response when someone's in what? Pain. When someone's in trouble. When someone's in 
despair, when someone is dependent, when the beautiful baby was born that Betsy's carrying. Thanks be to God that she's here tonight. The first noises that came from baby was cry. It's evidence of total, utter dependence. It's revealing the state of the, of the person. These are big things, guys. Now he's crying. Now he's lifting up his hands. This is beautiful language here and it's giving us deep insight. The lifting of hands. It's an outward expression of what's going on inwardly. It's, I, I got nothing. It's a surrender. I want men everywhere. Paul says, lift up holy hands in prayer. Do you see how he's going? And his, you see the mood that's happening? He's getting a lot more desperate, isn't he? Calling, crying, pleading for relief. There's a desperation that's brewing up in the prayer. Lifting of hands. It's a sign of worship and surrender. Toward the most holy sanctuary. That's, they know that language, the, the, the readers of the day that's speaking of the tabernacle and the mercy seat. It's the holies of ho- holy of holies. It's the very presence of God. And for thus today, the believer, this language makes a lot more sense because Jesus was the, he came and tabernacled among us. So when we came and we sang earlier and you cried earlier and you lifted up your hands, you know who you were going to. It was Christ Jesus, the Lord. So he's, he's praying, he's supplicating. The first thing he supplicates is mercy. I need help. These are big prayers. Mercy assumes that you are in trouble. You're in sin. I need mercy. Help means you're not able. I need your ability. I'm weak. I need help. You know what what the prayer of supplication does? It really reveals to us the theology you really believe. That's what it reveals. See, if I was carrying something super duper heavy, like super heavy, and I said, Zion, 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 help me. And out of everyone in the room, I said, Zion, you help me. What does that reveal about what I think about Zion? Exactly. I hope the sum of your supplication, your prayer life is not for the food and a parking at the mall. If that is the sum of your prayer life, meaning the main things you supplicate for is You know, thank you, Lord, for the food. And, oh, please, Lord, give me a parking. If that's what your prayer life looks like, that's sad. You're missing out. But I almost wonder, that offends God. That reveals to you what you think of him. Why do we pray to God small things? And then we save all the big stuff for the boys or for sister or for auntie or the teacher or the counselor or the pastor. Look at what he's doing. He's big things, mercy, help. Don't drag me off with the wicked or the workers of evil who speak peace, but evil is in their hearts. Don't, don't let me be dragged off with wicked hypocrisy. Don't, don't let me. This is the psalmist's version of the Lord's Prayer. Deliver us from evil. 
He's saying, please deliver me, deliver me. That's a big prayer. It's a God-sized prayer. And he moves on and he says, in speaking, now we know that the psalmist is kind of giving us a hint of the kind of circumstance he's in. He's got people coming at him. Wicked people pursuing his life. And he's demanding now, he's supplicating for justice. Justice, God. You're a righteous and just God. Don't let the wicked get away with their, get what they're doing. But here's the big point I just want us to see. From verse 2 to 5 is a prayer of supplication. So verse 1 was, is personally calling. Second point, prayer of supplication is crying out to God, God-sized prayers. Crying out to God, God-sized prayers. God-sized. I say God-sized because who can give mercy? That's right. Say it. Speak it back. Who can forgive sins? God alone. Who can really help you in the moment of deep despair? God. Who can really deliver you and I from evil and the temptation that we fight every single day? God. Who will bring justice when he finally comes? God. I'm pleading with you to call upon the name of the Lord and call upon him with prayers that will glorify him. Don't pray small prayers to God. Church, I dare you to pray bigger. Pray big prayers. Have you ever called upon the name of the Lord like that? Where you're so enamored by how big he is that you're like, I'm going to ask you for big stuff. That glorifies him, you know. Because it shows him, I do believe. I don't care how long I've been stuck in this sin. I don't care what people have told me. I don't care what I've told myself. I will never change. I will, I don't, whatever the condemnation that's wrapped up in your mind, whatever the entanglement of that addiction is, or that circumstance, however hard that is, in the presence of God, nothing is hard for God. So supplicate, call, cry, plead, beg. Don't let your pride prevent you. Don't let your lack of faith prevent you. Pray big prayers. That's the point. Prayer of supplication is crying out to God. God sighs prayers. And then, family, when we pray this way, beg that you believe that he will move. I am guilty of praying big prayers. And then living and doubting that he would do it. I'll pray these big grandiose prayers because I see it in the scripture. It's the right thing to pray. And then the very next day, I'll walk in timidity as if God's not going to answer that. But I was, might as well just pray it anyway with my fingers crossed. That is not prayer of supplication. That is not what the psalmist is doing here. Let me remind us some stories in the book of Acts. Remember chapter 4? They prayed, and, and, the, and they said, and look at the threats and all they're doing. Enable your servants to speak more boldly. And then it says the Spirit came upon them, and they spoke the Word of God with boldness. They prayed big prayers. Stretch out your hand, Lord. Heal signs, wonders. Do holy, miraculous things through Jesus. Pray big prayers as big as God. I dare you. That's prayer of supplication. And then it says the place that they were gathered was shaken. 
Let me remind you of another story. Remember Acts chapter 12? Peter was kept in prison for preaching the gospel. And then what was the church doing? I'll read it to you. It says, but earnestly they were praying for him, the church. And then the Lord sent an angel, stood by Peter, unshackled the chains, escorted Peter out of the prison. He finally came to us. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm really out of here. And he said, you know, I'm going to go to the kind's house, Mary's house. And then it says, there were many, many gathered at the house together. This is what they're doing. They're praying. Can you imagine? I bet they were praying for Peter because they just said in the earlier verse, they were praying for Peter when he was in prison. Can you imagine you're in that prayer meeting at the church? Oh, Lord Jesus, please be with Peter. Give him strength. No, Lord Jesus, you set him free. God, you can do all things. Bring our brother back to us. Can you imagine they're praying that and it's actually happening? Let me keep going on the story. If you forgot what happens. There were many gathered together praying. Verse 13. And then he knocked at the door of the gateway. And a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer. A girl, a youth, a young girl came to answer. She recognized Peter's voice. And in her joy, she didn't open the gate, but ran back. Can you see that? It's just like, and she hears Peter's voice. Rhoda, it's me. You know, she just runs back to the prayer meeting and they're all praying for Peter. Just so stoked she forgot to unlatch. Peter, can you imagine Peter? Oh, Rhoda, wait, wait, wait. Oh, man. You know, just unlatch it, Rhoda. She ran back, reported that Peter was standing at the gate. They said to her, you're out of your mind. Whoa. She kept on insisting that it was so. They kept saying, it's got to be an angel. But Peter continued to knock. And when they opened, they saw him and were amazed. I love this story. And I'm so guilty of it. Pray big prayers, but expect God to move. Pray in accordance with his word. Pray in accordance with his name. Believe. Believe that he says to come to me, seek me, pray. I'm going to show up. I am so guilty of praying big and believing small. And I'm repenting of that this evening. I'm saying, God, forgive me. Children, listen, you guys have faith. I love that is Rhoda, a young, youthful girl. She was in the prayer meeting. She believed. She was filled with joy. She kept on insisting. So children, if you're, if us here who are older than you, we begin to get prayerless or faithless, or we pray big, but we believe small, please insist on us. Don't lose your faith to pray big prayers to a big God. I am so scared of that happening to me in my life. That I will explain away all the miraculous things that God could and would and does do around me. You're out of your mind. It must be an angel. And Rhoda was like, no, it's Peter. He's here. God has heard our cry. This, young people, is what we need to, you need to be in the church today. Pray big. Believe everything God says himself to be. All of us need to embody this childlike faith, church. In our prayer of supplication, it will reveal what we truly believe and see God to be. 
Colossians 4, verse 2, it says this, continue steadfastly in prayer and be watchful. Be watchful. The church was praying hard for Peter. They weren't watching. And when God showed up, they missed it. But thanks be to God, there was a little girl in the, in the house that kept her faith. I thank the Lord that he grabbed my attention at a young age. I still remember when I first began to call upon the Lord, cry, age 12, just something coming upon me that did a real, I, just, I knew I was a bad boy. I knew it with all my heart, and I knew what the preacher was saying was true. Only Jesus could save me. This was in Mexico, to the floor, to the front, on my knees, just begging, forgive me, I'm sorry, being overwhelmed. That was the beginning of my calling and crying on the Lord. And as the years went on, that prayer of supplication was attacked. But by the grace of God, moments would come and bring me back to a place of desperation and begging and crying for God to do what only he could do. Guys, do you, do we, do you have moments of this in your life? Maybe tonight you have drifted so far from such a prayer life. Your personal prayer life is just pretty and tidy. Read Psalm 28. It's real and raw and true. Let's finish up. Oh, why we don't pray, God. Don't let us miss out on your presence. Let us be a church that calls upon the name of the Lord, that calls, that cries. Verse, verse 8, the Lord is the strength of his people. Now, okay, now we're going to see a turning point in the psalm, all right? You ready? So you saw in the first verses, he was just in a place where he was weak. That's why he asked for strength. He, was, he, was, he needed help. That's why he asked for help. He, 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 was in, he needed mercy. He, he was just in a weak spot. And then he started to, to call and to cry. And look at what happens in the prayer of supplication. Look at the shift now. The Lord, oh wait, did I skip a part? I did see a part. Verse six, um, blessed be the Lord. Look at that. It went from supplication to benediction. He went from despair to blessed be the Lord. For the Lord has heard. He's heard me, heard the voice of my pleas for mercy. The Lord is my strength. He's my shield. Look at that. He's declaring it. My heart trusts, and I am helped past. It's, he's, he's, he's talking like it's done already. He's heard me. I'm helped. My heart exults. And with my song, I give. You see where he just went? He just went from like, oh, boom. Here's the point. A prayer of supplication results in supernatural stability. Look how strong the psalmist is now. The Lord is my strength. My shield. These are terms of warfare. Strength is like a big fortress wall that the enemy can't get through. A shield is you have it on your person. It's a buckler. In defense, the Lord's my strength, my shield. Nobody can touch me. You see that? You feel that? And now look, look where the strength is. My heart. My heart. Trust. Faith is renewed. I am helped. Hope is renewed. 
my heart exalts. Exalt is an inner, uh, just like a, uh, you know what I mean? Exalting is we lift him up. Exalting is like so good. The Lord's my strength. The Lord's my, he's my trust. And, and now he's singing. A prayer of supplication results in a supernatural stability. Is that your heart this evening? Do you have strength in there? Is your heart exalting? Is your soul filled with song? Perhaps, brother, sister, you need to get to the prayer of supplication. This is what happens when we tarry. And you call and you cry. And God is so good and kind and he's faithful. He shows up. Only a believer who tarries in prayer understands what I'm talking about right now. Yesterday, you were in the pit of despair. You were ready to call it, quits, throw in the towel. And by the grace of God, spending time in his presence, it's like your soul is renewed. It's a beautiful thing. I love it. God is our refuge and strength, our very present help in trouble. So we're seeing this kind of upward ascend now. He's got song. He's got thanksgiving. He's got strength. And then verse 8, and we'll go to 9 to close. The Lord is, now look at this. This is turning points. He went from supplication to benediction to praise. Verse 8, the Lord is the strength of his people. The sum of the psalm was individual, right? It was all me, my strength. I need help. Now look at what he's doing. The Lord is the strength of his people. He's the saving refuge of his anointed. Save your people. Bless your heritage. Be the shepherd and carry them forever. You see that turning point right there? He went from supplication to now intercession. But I just want to close on this point. Notice the words, because a lot of these things are repeated. We heard them again and again. Strength, salvation, save, save. Be the shepherd. I just want to hone in on this because it's different in all the Psalms we studied. Carry them forever. Carry them forever. Prayer of supplication results, we saw in a supernatural stability and now in an everlasting security. Everlasting security. Carry them forever. Carry us forever. Isaiah 40, verse 11, he will tend to his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and he'll carry them. He'll carry them in his bosom forever. I love that. Guys, when Paul says in Philippians 4 to not be anxious, about anything but everything, prayer, supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. And verse 7 is something I want us all to taste it, know it, experience it. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, past, present, future, all understanding, eternal peace, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I want to know that verse so bad. Don't you want everlasting security? Don't we want parents to know this for our children? He'll carry them forever. Forever. 
I love this stuff. I love prayer. I love the prayer of supplication. And when you get in there into the presence of God, oh, wonders he will do for our souls. I dare you to pray, really pray. All this is only possible by the cross of Christ and Jesus and what he's done. This is what he died and bled for us to have and experience. So tap into it. We're bringing the, prayer, the poetry prayer series to a close, but oh, please don't now become prayerless. Cultivate these things in, in our lives. I have some encouragements for us, but here's one thing that helped me a lot, is helping me a lot in, in, in praying and, and learning how to supplicate better is finding ways to document or record my prayers. I love to go back and read my prayers in the 2004, 5, 6 and see how far I've come or see in the, in the windows of time where, oh my gosh, I just, I got so prayerless. Document the prayers you pray, but then also try to be watchful. Colossians 4, 2, record the answered prayers. Upstairs in the upper room, there's that prayer wall, you know, the tree with the leaves and the flowers. I just love this week look, going back and just reading a bunch of the leaves the types of things, the big prayers that were being prayed and seeing how God came through. Do that for yourself. Figure out ways so that you can look back and see, wow, look thus far the Lord has. I begged for this and he came through. Use that as fuel for your fire when you, when you sense in your soul, like I just don't go to God anymore. When I do go, it's so stale. Life, it doesn't sound like Psalm 28. Find ways to document and record your prayers. And I, and I beg you, pray big prayers. Here's a great way to pray big prayers. Just pray the scriptures. Pray like the apostles. Go to Ephesians chapter 3. Read, study, memorize that thing, and then pray that thing. Pray with other people who pray big. A lot of things are better caught than just sitting like this and being taught. And, and, and as we grow in this church, remember, remember, all of this is supernatural. It's all by the Spirit. So I'm going to close this. We're going to sing our way out. But, but as they get ready, I do want to leave now a space. Remember, supplication, it's a personal calling. It's a personal crying out to God. And I guarantee in this room, there are things in your soul, deep waters in your soul. There is stuff that you have yet to beg and cry out to God for. Either you're afraid, you're in disbelief, you don't think you can, or you just never thought to, think, to pray. Now's the time. Pray supplication tonight. Call, cry out for mercy. If you are still living in, in sin, you're entangled. You need to repent. Put your faith in Christ. Preach the gospel to your soul again and again. Apply these things. If you're in a circumstance right now, whether it's work or home life or family, there's, there's things in your life right now that you just don't see how, how it's going to work. We'll be reminded by the word of God. His, he's able. He's able. Glorify him and go to him. So now, now this is that moment. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead us in prayer. And then I'm going to leave that space. And then Trev, just, just close us out. And um, again, guys, ho, may the Lord give you faith right now. 
to pray, to pray big prayers, God-sized prayers. He's able. Isn't he? Let's pray. Father, this evening, there are heart cries that need to go upward right now. They don't need to sound pretty. They don't even need to have all the full words. In, in Romans, it says that there are times when the Spirit of God intercedes for us because we just got groans. We're at a loss of words, and that's okay. So please hear the heart cry of your church right now from the youngest keiki all the way up to the most seasoned kupuna in this house and all of us in between. We all, we all need to cry out and call upon the name of the Lord. We pray that all the, the, the messages from adoration, confession, thanksgiving to supplication would blend in this moment of prayer right now. That as we stare into who you are and what you've done by Christ and what you're still doing, that we would be led to really supplicating in a big way. And so Spirit of God, draw us to yourself. Deal with us right now. Oh, let prayer be such a sweet gift of grace to us that we will cling to it. I pray for people's personal prayer life right now. And if they don't have one, they get one. Jesus, you often withdrew to lonely places to pray, Luke 5. You woke up early in the morning while it's still dark to pray, Mark 1. Oh, help us to follow in your footsteps and be a people who withdraw and get alone with God. Please, Lord, persuade us, Holy Spirit, to be a praying people. And out of the overflow of our personal prayer of supplication, let us end in verse 8 and 9. Oh, Lord, save your people. Be our refuge. Carry us all forever and ever unto glory. To think that one day right now with my brothers and sisters here who are praying, that one day we'll open our eyes and we'll be in eternity together. Oh, Lord, take us there. As we are led now in this moment, just a minute now, Trev, just give us a minute. I'm going to turn it over. And in this minute or so, go to God in prayer of supplication as the Spirit leads. Go to God. Father, as we sing together, let prayer continue. Lead us now in song and keep drawing us in. So please join us in standing as we sing out.
glory and honor be to Christ our Lord. Amen. Go in peace.